Let me talk to you for a moment about the power of prayer as well, because there's power in agreement. And a year ago, Dan Brancolini, he sent this to me um, on Facebook. It's been a year since Dan was praying about a lung transplant. And uh, he was really struggling and, and on. It just wasn't, it was t- difficult uh, for him uh, to, to get on the list. First of all, it was going to take a miracle for that to happen. And then it was going to take a miracle to get the transplant. And then it was going to take a miracle to survive the transplant and whatever. And that was one year ago. And stand up, Dan, again, and wave to everybody. And yeah. And, and it gets even better because last week, Dan put on, a, on one of the cards, you know, that you guys write on. Uh, he wrote on one of those two last week and said, pray for my friend who needs a transplant and, um, you know, that he'll be able to get one. And, and this week, he got the word that he's going to get a transplant. And uh, so we pray, you know, that he's going to be just like Dan a year from now. Uh, that, that God will just continue to work. And I mean, prayer is powerful, people. Is this mic not on? Is there something wrong in this room? Is this not coming through? Because, I mean, if, if I were you, I'd be kind of excited about the power of prayer. Uh, it is awesome. God can do anything. He can do anything. And so, uh, next week, here's something else to praise God about. Next week, I think we're going to baptize another dozen people next Sunday. So, don't miss next Sunday. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't miss next week. Don't miss next week. Because we're going to baptize another 12 people next week, I believe it is. And that will mean that we will have baptized in this year of 2018 more people in this year than we've ever baptized in a year ever before. Give God some praise for that, will you? Uh, It just doesn't get any better than that because it's just an example of life change in uh, people's lives. So uh, it's going to be awesome next week. Can't wait for next week. But it's this week, right? So let's let's look at part three of Eyes Wide Open. And today we're going to look at uh, really one of my uh, favorite topics as far as uh, the generosity of God and then how we are to reflect that. And again, if you're a guest and we're talking about just, just being abundant givers and things like that, uh, just understand we do this on occasion with our church family, like once a year we'll talk about this kind of thing, and then we move on and talk about other things. But we're really not talking about money so much as faith, because it takes faith to give money, right? It, it ta- that's where it starts. And, and like we said a couple of weeks ago, it really starts in our mind, It starts with a mindset that I've been given, therefore I should give back. 
And, and so I, I should be a blessing to others. And I don't know if you've ever read this book or not, but uh, I looked it up. I think it was written in 1937. And it's one of the top 10 uh, self-help type books ever written in, in America called Think and Grow Rich. I don't know if you've ever read that book, but, but it's not really a Christian book. But the principle is this, that if you think poor, you'll probably be poor. But if you think rich, you may wind up being rich. So how you want to think? And, and so that's really the premise of the book. Well, before Napoleon Hill ever wrote that book and got rich off of it, probably, uh, before that, the Bible talked about your thought life. And, and how important it is to think right and, and get your thoughts aligned. And, and when you think about the blessings of, of generosity, of what's irrational generosity. And that's what I want to talk about today. Because our country, we think we're generous. But we're really not. And here's why. Because statistics show that the average American gives somewhere around 3 to 5% away to be generous to other people. 3 to 5%. And here's the other thing. Is the richer you get, the less percentage you give. Interesting. So, so it's important for us to get this message because every one of us, I think, wants to be generous. There's something in us, and I think it comes from God because God's generous, right? He gave his best for us. And so giving, here's what you need to understand, giving and being generous are two different things. Because if I ask people today, are you a giver? There's probably every hand would go up. Well, yeah, I'm a, gi oh, I'm a giver. You know. There, there's probably nobody to say, no, I'm really a taker. You know, that's kind of what I'm, I'm all about me. You know. Mo most of us would want to be considered a giver. But there's a difference between being a giver and being generous. And it really comes down to this mentality of scarcity versus abundance. Because when I live in a scarcity mindset, I'm afraid. Fear is my motivator. I'm afraid I'm not going to have enough. I'm afraid I'm going to run out. But when I have an abundance mindset, I think, you know... My God is rich toward me. And if he opens the floodgates of heaven, I won't even have room enough to receive all of the blessings that he wants to give to my life. As a matter of fact, our theme verse around here is John 10.10, 10, where it says, the thief has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, but I have come that they might have life, and one version says more abundantly, and another version says life to the full. It's where we get our full life in Christ. But, but I love that thought of abundance. How many of you want to be abundant livers? 
Not like a liver in your body, okay? But abundant living, you know? Well, here's what I found out in the scripture is that there's a tie-in between abundant living and abundant giving. There's a connection between the two. And so we're going to look today at three levels that the Bible teaches about giving and being abundant givers. Here's the first one if you're taking notes and and you want to write this down. By the way, if you write something down, you're more likely to remember it. So that's just an advertisement for taking notes, okay? Because here's the sad thing about a communicator is that many people forget within about 24 hours 85% of what you said. But if you write it down, you're more likely to remember. So here's the first one. Give spontaneously. Give spontaneously. Last week, how many were here last week? Last week we did this, okay, for those that weren't here. And I had somebody after the first service say, I'm so sad I wasn't here last week. I said, hey, that's your fault. No, no, I didn't say that. But uh, you, you do miss something. Last week, here's what we did. I said, everybody take out a dollar. And I said, now is this much or is this little? And most of us agreed it's little. It's a dollar. And uh, I don't know, when I, when I was at the grocery here the other day, I, it looked like I had to have a sale on gum to be able to buy a pack of gum <laughs> with it. And, and so, maybe can't even buy a pack of gum with a dollar anymore. And so, uh, it just can't do a whole lot. But you know what we did last week? I said, everybody take out a dollar. And on your way out, just, we'll have the buckets back here. And just throw it in. If you've got a dollar, uh, just go ahead and throw it in. Well, last week, here's what happened. A few people made up for other people. And uh, gave more generously. And then I had a person afterwards said, hey, I want to give more. And so they said, so what are we giving toward? And I said, it's a secret. (laughs) So I didn't say what it was. And they said, well, I'll give anyway. And I said, okay. So they wrote a bigger check and um, gave a certain amount to take it up to a certain level. So here's what happened. Last week in that offering, we received, with that donation as well, $900. Okay, $900. Now, now here's the deal. Now, here's the deal. Here's what we did with it. We contacted ahead of time Family Promise, the ministry to the homeless here in our community of Hendricks County. And we had these folks living here in our building for a couple weeks this summer and provided meals and different things for them. And we asked them, do you have any family that's about ready to come out of the program? That's about ready to graduate out on their own. And they said, as a matter of fact, we do this week. They said, this family's been homeless for about four weeks. They were living in an apartment in Avon and fell behind in their rent and they were evicted. And it's a single mom and two kids. And she was doing fine until one of her children was hospitalized for an infection that resulted in a partial amputation of her leg. So the mom missed a lot of work this summer and couldn't keep up with the bills. 
But after just a few weeks, they said, we, we found some affordable housing, uh, an apartment for them, and they are so excited they're going to get to move out this week and get back on their own. And so we said to them, what would $900 do for that single mom? And the, the director of that ministry began to cry on the phone. She said, that will cover two months of rent for them to get on their own. So, yeah. So your dollar just provided two months rent for a single mom to get on her feet again. That's the power of spontaneous giving. See, that, that's the power of everybody being all in and helping us to take a step toward ending homelessness here in Hendricks County. And, and here's the thing though. If that's the only way you give spontaneously, like when you hear about an earthquake somewhere, oh, I, I should do something. Or a tsunami hits somewhere. Or you hear about fires or you hear about floods or hurricanes or something like that, or a little kid crying somewhere on a video or something like that, and you're moved to give, that's the lowest form of generosity, okay? Is that spontaneous giving. Because you're, you're not really being generous yet. You're being generous on the spot. And it's mostly emotional. And let me show you a story in the Bible about this. In Luke chapter 10, there's a man who's a Samaritan, and he, he's just going to work. He's just on his way. He did not get up that morning and think, you know what? I'm, I want to give people money. I, I just want to give some money away today. No. Jesus told this story. He was on his way, and he noticed this guy who had been beaten and left for dead. And his heart went out to him. And so he took him to a place where he could be rehabilitated. And here's what he said. He, he took out two denarii and he gave them to the innkeeper where he dropped this guy off. And he says, look after this guy. And when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. So see, that's a spontaneous giver. He saw a need. He saw this guy by the side of the road, and he gave. And that's awesome. And last week, because of that, there's a mom, a single mom that's been encouraged to not have to pay for her two first months rent and get back on her feet again. But there's more. Everybody say there's more. There's more we can do. And that's to give strategically. All right? We, we give spontaneously. But then the Bible teaches there's another way to give, and it's to give strategically. Now, this, this plays out like this. We say, I wish I could give more. You ever said that? I wish I could give. I, oh, I wish I could do more. I, I wish I could. Well, the reality for many of us is we could if we hadn't have ordered what we ordered at BJ's last night. 
that close enough to home or whatever? Okay, you know, if I had tuna fish at home, you know, uh, then I could be a lot more generous today. But the fact is, I didn't plan to be generous. So I I didn't have a plan for it. And, And the Bible talks about having a plan to be generous. This is what the tithe really represented in the Bible. If you don't know the word tithe, it just simply means tenth. And so God said, give me the first tenth. But here's the thing. It really isn't about the percentage. It really isn't. With God, it's really about the priority It's, am I priority to you? Am I really first in your life? Because the tithe, the true tithe, is first. Like you give it to God first. He's like the first check if you still write checks. And and, and so he's the first one to receive. And so it's putting him first and giving him the best of our lives. And here's how this works in Isaiah. Here's what he says. But generous people plan to do what is generous. And they stand firm in their generosity. That word really for generous in the original Hebrew means liberal. And it's not like a left-wing liberal or something like that, okay? It's about being liberal in our giving. We're liberal. We're like, well, hey, I'll give $2 if you're asking for one. You know, I I, want to be liberal. I want to do as much as I can do. It means being generous, being noble, being large-hearted, being benevolent. And, And here's the thing, is many of us already have a plan to consume. We, we come up with a plan to spend. We say, oh, you know, I, we need a new car. So we got to have a plan. We need a new house. We, we've got to have a plan. We, we got to come up with a plan to be able to spend. And so we come up with a plan. We, we, we say, oh, you know, I've been watching Fixer Upper. We got to get to doing some fixing up and <laughs> around here. And so we got to get a plan to do that. And, and the Bible says, just like you have a plan to spend or to consume, you should have a plan to contribute. You you should have a plan where you say, you know what, this is what I'm going to do. And that's what we're talking about with the life builders. Is we're saying, hey, get a plan. We're we're not telling you what your plan needs to be. It'll be different for every every person. But but here's some things we want to do. And here's the power of it. Here's the power of it. If 600 people, okay, gave a dollar... And, and, and we had, you know, and then somebody else was generous and it wound up, you know, with all of it, around 900. But, but if everybody gave $5, or if everybody gave $10, and maybe that's a stretch for some, but, but let's just go there. Let's just imagine it. Because I was imagining it. And I was thinking, when I was looking at this list, if, if all of us could give, if we could find $10 somewhere in our week, 
and gave it, some of these projects are less than $5,000. That means in one week, we'd accomplish that project. In two weeks, we'd accomplish this next project. In three weeks, in, you know, in, in a matter of weeks, we, we would knock those things out. And we'd finish out our canopy. We're getting it drawn up. We don't have the final numbers for it. But, but uh, we, we would do all of those projects in a year easily if we could do that. Now, now here's the thing. Is I know that that can seem for some tough. And I'm not saying that everybody needs to do that. Because some that may be on a fixed income and it might be all you could do. It'd be a step of faith to give a dollar extra a week. But here's what I know about many Americans. Is $5 flies out of our wallet in no time. <laughs> it's like, where'd that go? And, and so here's what I've done before. Now, I don't know if this will help anybody. Maybe it'll help five people. Uh, when, when I've gone through Target or I've gone through the grocery or whatever, and, and that screen says, do you want cash back? Here's what I've done, is I've said, yes, $5 or $10 different times. And here's what I've done. I put that in an envelope and just... And then at Christmas... I can be generous with my family. And, it, and, it, and I don't feel it so much. You know, it's not like hundreds coming out at a time. And, and here's what would happen. Here's what would happen for me if I didn't... I, I, I never have a week where I'm like, well, where'd that $5 go that's in that envelope? I need to get that to the bank. No, because if I hadn't have put it in the envelope it would have gotten wings and it would have flown off somewhere. It would have flown off in a drive-thru with some expensive coffee. <laughs> Hello? It would have flown off with, with a, an overpriced sandwich when I could have gone home and fixed something. It, it would have... Anybody with me on this? It has a way of taking off. So all I'm asking you to do is if that helps you, just consider what if you could do that every week and the power of all in. I, and, and if it, a dollar is a stretch for you, then that, that's what you do. But, but some of us, it, it could be 10. It, for some of us, for some of us, it could be a lot more than 10. That's the reality. Because when we go to other parts of the world and we think, we think, you know, poor me. And we start talking to people in the other parts of the world. And we say, you know, uh, my second car. You have two cars? Well, uh, you, you have a car. And then you have another one. And you can only drive one at a time. And it was, yeah, yeah, that's right. But, you know, we need to go to all these different places and all. And, and, then, and then, you know, we'll get home, pull in the garage. What's a garage? Well, it's a house for my car. Seriously. You have a house big enough for a car? Two. Two! You have two, or three, some of us. 
right? I'm just saying, if we would go somewhere else in the world, we realize when the Bible talks about rich people, it's talking about us. It's talking about us to be generous. And here's what it says in Proverbs 11. Look at this. Give freely and become more wealthy. Isn't that funny how it works? You know, and be stingy and lose everything. The generous will prosper and those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. And that word means made fat. How many would like to get a little more fat? Not physically, but maybe here, right? See, and the Bible says you'll be made fat when you give because God will not be outgiven by you. He will not be outgiven by you. Generous people plan to do what's generous and they stand firm in it. And here's the last one, is give sacrificially. Okay, we give spontaneously. We're moved, and we give. And then we give strategically. Maybe we're going to give a percentage each week, or we're just going to name a number and say, okay, I'm going to start giving this, or I'm going to start giving five more, or ten more, whatever it is. So we have, we have planned giving, and then the Bible talks about another way of giving, and it's to give sacrificially. And here's where Jesus tells or shows us a story of this in Mark chapter 12. Look at this. Check this out. Jesus is sitting by the offering plate. How many like that? Can you imagine? If Jesus is like watching. How many might get a bigger bill out? Be like, oh, okay. Yeah, I was about ready to give this one, Jesus, you know. Yeah, my fingers just touched that other one. I was, I was going to give this one, though. So he's standing and he's watching people put their money into the temple treasury. And many rich people threw in large amounts. Because again, rich people, they give this small percentage and it looks like a lot. And and then the poor widow came and she put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They gave out of their wealth. It was their leftovers. But she, out of her her poverty, put in everything. All she had to live on. Here's what's interesting in the story. Is Jesus didn't grab her hand and say, Oh, don't give that. That's too much. Don't, 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 don't. Don't give that much. That, that, that's too much. He didn't do that, did he? Why? Because we're talking about the one who can open up the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing on this woman's life that she's never even seen before, right? Uh, that he is able to give more back. How many of you have ever let go of something in your hand and that very weak God let go of something out of his, right? And so when we give to him and and, and we take intentionality and and we give sacrificially, it's amazing. Now, here's what I want to say, and this just, 
Okay, if you're new here again, I hope that you understand the generosity of the, this church. And, and if you've been here a few weeks or whatever, and maybe you think, well, I just don't know about this place or whatever. Here, here's what I do. I hope that you'll come around to, to being able to trust us with what God has put in our hands. But if you don't, here's what I would advise you to do. Go somewhere where you can. And go there and be as generous as you possibly can be. Just give like crazy to that place. And, and just volunteer and give everything you can to the work of building the kingdom of God. But if you see 12 people getting baptized here next week and lives being changed and transformed and a woman who was a single mom who was discouraged, no doubt, by her situation but doing everything she could do to get on her feet and the next thing she knows, a bunch of crazy people gave her $900, don't even know her, don't know anything about her or whatever and all of a sudden God loves her enough that he looked down and saw her and you believe in children being reached week after week you believe in a thousand Muslims that we have sponsored in our church family in Morocco who have come to faith in Christ in the last few months by our missionaries there if you believe in protecting women and children from being trafficked and forced into prostitution in India that is happening uh, by our missionaries that are there that are helping these ladies to get jobs and get on their feet in the Czech Republic we do the same thing in Romania we do the same thing we've given relief to the panhandle of Florida we provide a free podcast to whoever wants to turn in over this summer this is one of my favorites is we gave free Kona ice to all the kids who came on a hot Sunday to Crossroads Church and we again just on the cuff spontaneously sponsored this lady to be encouraged with $900 two months of rent that she's not going to have to pay because of this church. If you think that's something good and you think you ought to give to something like that then I'm just asking today would you pray and say God I don't want to just give off the cuff. I don't want to just be somebody that I, I got to see somebody crying on a video or something like that to get moved. I want to move beyond that. And I don't want to just give what I can afford to give and, and, and what's easy for me. I even want to go beyond that. I want to go to a place where I can give generously. And see even more people come to faith in Christ and be filled with the power of God's Holy Spirit and drawn in. Look, look at this verse. Let me close with this. Ephesians 3. It says, now to him. I grew up here in this verse in church. And a lot of times it's during prayer time. Somebody would refer to this verse. Now to him who is able. And that's kind of how they do it, all right? So... <laughs> Now to him who's able to do exceeding abundantly above all we can ask or think. And then they'd say, that's our God. And we're going to go to him in prayer. But when I started reading the Bible myself, I found out that wasn't the end of the verse. <laughs> that there was a little bit more to the verse. 
Because here's what it says. According to the power that works in you. That's how he does that stuff. That's how he touches widows. That's how he touches the divorced family. That's how he touches the Muslim in a foreign country. See, he uses you and me. He uses the two of us. He uses us together. And and he calls us to to do some amazing things and see people's lives changed on a regular basis. And he does it through his amazing, miraculous power that flows through us. And here's my hope for you more than anything else is you'd let that power power flows through your life in such a way that it makes you so generous not just with your money but with your life and with loving other people so much so that people are attracted to the God that you claim to serve and I'm telling you it's this kind of stuff that would turn this nation right side up right let's pray father We thank you for your word. And God, help us today just to ponder a thought. What are you speaking to me? What are you saying to me today? And for some of us, God, maybe it's to be a little bit more spontaneous. Instead of once a year or once every six months or when Christmas rolls around, all of a sudden we're generous. Maybe some of us, we need to be called to be more strategic in our giving. And think about giving a percentage of our income. And for others of us, maybe it's increasing that percentage because we've been at that percentage for a long, long time to where we don't even really feel it anymore. And for some of us, maybe you're calling us to be a little bit more sacrificial to go without that extra drink this week, that extra dessert, that extra something in our lives, whatever it is, and instead to give it as unto you so that more can be reached with your gospel. Maybe you're here today and you'd say, Craig, I want to take my next step. I want to be as generous as possible. I I want to be an abundant liver. I want to live that abundant life. And I know that it's tied into being an abundant giver. And so I, I want to be that kind of person. And whatever God's speaking to me, whatever level he wants me to go to, I want him to know that I will go, that I will follow that I am a follower of Jesus, that I believe in the gospel of Jesus, and I want to see it reach more and more every day. If that's your prayer and you want to take a next step toward God today in generosity, would you just raise a hand and say, yeah, I I think probably all of us could, but, but you just maybe raise a hand. Father in heaven, You see our hands raised because I I know, God, I can always be more generous every year. 
And, and God, I just thank you for how you've helped me to be as generous as I am already. But God, I'm not, not settled with that. I want to be more generous. And I want to go the extra mile for those who need it. And so God, help us all to just sense the Spirit on where we should go with this message. What we should do. What should be our next step. And then God, give us faith to do it. Help us just to step out in faith and believe and trust you because God, I know there's going to be a lot of stories of how you bless and how you bring back into our lives. Maybe others of you are here and while every head's bowed and every eye's closed, you might need to know about the generosity of your heavenly Father. And perhaps, I know we've been talking about finances and faith and things like that, but I want to talk to you about how generous God is. That He sent His Son to die for you. So that you could get off, essentially, scot-free. So that today you would not have to pay for your own sin. You would not have to do anything. You would not have to earn it. There's no way that you could even do that if you wanted to. So what God did is he understood that. And he came down to your level by becoming one of us. And the Bible says that he became sin for us. And if you're here today and you know, you know that you have sin in your life. You know that you're not really connected to God because of that separation of sin. The good news is God in one moment can wash all of that away and remove that barrier between you and Himself. And if you'd like that barrier removed and you'd like for our generous God to come into your life here today, I'm telling you, there's more than enough grace to cover your life. More than enough mercy. And if you'd like His mercy and His grace in your life today, will you just raise a hand and say, yes, that's me. I need forgiveness today. I need God to come into my life. Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. God bless you. Over here, God bless you. How many others? All right, over here. God bless you. All right, several around the room that have raised their hands. So just church family, just pray this prayer after me right now. Just say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus to die on that cross for me, to pay for my sin. I believe his sacrifice paid in full for my debt. So today I confess Jesus to be Lord of my life. As much as I know how, I surrender it to you. Come into my life, forgive me of my guilt, and set me free to serve you. And I thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Church family, let's praise God right now. It's awesome.